0: David, charging down the ice, he's got a step, he's in, backhand, a score,
1: a beauty, and Patrick and David are finally, oh, and Mike Smith are going to
2: go, And semi-rice, Talbot, and Smith, moving on both sides of this battle of Alberta, this is unbelievable. This one year, one and a half year here, uh, getting me more confidence, for sure I'm stronger and faster and I feel like I'm growing up for per person a player of a lot feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL now McDavid
0: across the dry scores 100 points
2: for uh, we can learn from what we went through and everyone's pissed off about, I think that's the best way to, to describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no, I'm like, we need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to be better.
0: Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Tuesday, February 16th. Hello, everyone. I'm your host Hernan Salas from TSN 1216, the Two Guys in a Goalie Podcast. Connect with me on Twitter at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right. On today's podcast, we'll be joined by the one and only Low Tide in the second segment as we'll recap the Oilers' six-five uh, loss. We'll get to the question of the day: Who's sizzling who's fizzling game cliches and we'll hear from uh, a little bit from conor mcdavid and some dave Tippett coming up in the third segment what a game last night that was definitely exciting i know it wasn't the outcome many people wanted but let's be honest here
1: are you not entertained are you not entertained
0: Damn right. I was pretty entertained. And listen, I know we took a lot of heat on the post game show saying that we were, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying we were entertained. Yeah, of course it's not the outcome that people in Edmonton wanted, but that was a fun game. 11 goals, some high powered offense, some suspect goaltending, some suspect defensive play. It was entertaining. Of course you want the orders to come out with the two points or at least one in that one. They had uh, some good looks there at six, five to try to tie that game up, but uh, just didn't go their way. The orders at the end of the day, Let's get to the bottom of it. They couldn't outscore their mistakes. Can you be harsh on Mike Smith? He was pulled after four goals on 11 shots. I I gave him a pass on three of those. Great looks. Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ellers. I mean, there's not much you can do when you give him those kind of looks. And then the only one is the Mason Appleton goal. I think that one's on him for sure. That's the one he would like to get back at 49 seconds into the second period. They were down 4-1 at one point and uh, made it 4-3. Then they went down 5-3, made it 5-4. Then they tied it on absolute beauty by Nugent Hopkins there. And they just couldn't find the couldn't find the equalizer there. They were never led in this game. McDavid uh, now is one point away from 500 after getting a couple yesterday. So we'll keep track on that for, for the Oilers uh, captain. Lagesson was hurt. He, I think he had a few shifts in the second period, but did not return. Only played over six minutes. Like I said, Smith was pulled. Koskinen came in and gave up two. The positives chase on finally scores. Just some nice work there by him. The Nuge also finally uh, gets on the scoreboard and won 5-on-5 five five on an absolute beautiful pass by Jesse Poojarvi. As far the second line, I mean, I thought Dry had an off night. And call me crazy, and we'll hear from Dave Tippett later and all and reports from practice. I'll get to that. Just wait. But Dominic Cahoon, I mean, I, again, I don't think he's terrible. I'm not saying that. And I, I think we have to be clear with that. I just think you need a little bit more right there. And he's not, he's making good plays. They're getting some good looks. But at the end of the day, you need to produce. And you're just not getting that from that line. I, I think it's gone a little bit still. We'll ask Low Tide as well. What do you do? So, and, and that comes, and I'll throw this one at you. But before Tyson Berry played 30 minutes plus, which was the um, first time he's done that this season. He continues to play well with Darnell Nurse. Cahoon, Turris, and Shore all under 10 minutes and that brings you to the news of the of the day Devon Shore has been put on waivers by the Edmonton Oilers uh, looks like Mike Smith had to starters net at practice today I'd go back with Mike Smith I know some people might not agree with that but I'd go back with Mike Smith tomorrow. And it looks like that's what Dave Tippett's going to do. Try side of legacy and Barry not on the ice for practice today. Probably just a maintenance day uh, outside of legacy. obviously we'll find out what his injury is. And uh Terrence was filling in for Leon. Don't expect that to stay. That's not the guy. <laughs> Let's just say worst case scenario. Leon <laughs> didn't play again. Uh, we're assuming these are maintenance day. Terrence is not the guy I'd have there anyways. But the one that's interesting to me is Tyler Ennis has been slotted into the top six. Cahoon moves to the bottom six and, I brought it up last night, and I know my my, my buddy, my partner, Tom Gazzola, doesn't agree with me that I just don't think Cahoon's been great. I think he's just been just okay. And Ennis has really been going the last couple of games, especially in that line with Ara, Archibald and Kara. You don't want to split that line up, but if he's going, you got to give him a look when you got nothing really going with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto. So it looks like Ennis is going to get a look with uh, in the top six with Cahoon moving down, and I think that's the right call. I think it is, and there's a reason why I kept bringing that up. That you need more from, from that spot, and Cahoon's just not bringing it right now. It's not all about production, and I get he's making good little plays and all there, but he cost the goal, the winning goal. He bad play, you have a moto on a soft play. The orders yesterday, I, I thought defensively they were kind of sh- they went back to what we were seeing early on in the season when they were struggling, just gift wrapping goals, and, and you can't do that against a team like the Winnipeg Jets. So the orders were you put this on them. They I wouldn't put it so much on the goaltending, I put it more. On the 505 five units, just some soft plays, some bad plays, uh, forcing it that ended up in the back of the net. So the orders got to bounce back with a solid effort on Wednesday as they take on the same Winnipeg Jets, who did have Pierre Luc Dubois at practice, but head coach Paul Maurice uh, did not commit to him playing tomorrow. So we'll wait and see on that. That's just another weapon for them. But I thought the orders overall were pretty good, That there were some shifts there, where there was like two. Or three shifts in a row where they were all over Winnipeg. Winnipeg obviously has a better goaltending; it's not even close. But I thought the Oilers weren't too bad. They, they couldn't outscore their mistakes, and there was a lot of them. So we'll see what they can do. Both teams went one for two on the on the power play. They got a, they got their goals there. Five on five was pretty good, but the Oilers just uh, <laughs> kind of couldn't get out of their own way last night. And I gotta say this, Neil Pionk and last we'll low tide as well. Like he played McDavid well, and I know a lot of fans on the post game show were saying someone's gonna do something. And you heard Louis DeBrus say it on the um, on the broadcast as well. Someone's gotta do something, and that's how you have to play the best player in the world. And a guy that's that fast, he's getting in his face. He's playing him hard. He's, you know, giving the extra shot. And it, I mean, good on him. He's he's definitely standing out and I know your fans are a little annoyed by him but obviously he's doing something good. All right, guys let's get to Low Tide as we'll break down this game and look ahead uh, to tomorrow's matchup. It's an 8 o'clock start here in Edmonton as the Oilers and Jets battle it out once again coming up. We'll have who's sizzling, who's fizzling game cliches and we'll get to some audio question of the day. Looks like Lagason won't be in the lineup uh, come tomorrow. Who do you draw in? If Ethan Bear is ready, you know he's coming in. Do you just move Bouchard to the left or are you bringing in Russell? or Are you bringing in Caleb Jones? Like, what are you going to do? There's so many questions up in the air. So let's go with this. Who comes in for Legison And what does your decor look like? Because if it's automatic that it's Bear, if he's good to go, are you taking Bouchard out? I don't see how you can. So are you just moving him to the left? Is that the move? Or if Bouchard can't go, is it Jones or Russell? Sorry, not Bouchard. If Bear can't go once again, then who are you bringing in? Because you have Cuckoo already in there. So it's going to be Russell or Jones. Who would you bring in? I know it's a complex question. I, I asked like three and one, but if bears in, is it automatic? Is Bear Bouchard, Bouchard to the left? Or if bears out, do you bring in Russell or Jones? So that is your question of the day. All right, guys, coming up next, it is Low Tide from the Low Down Show on TSN 1260. This is the Locked On Oilers podcast with Hernan Salas. Change stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com welcome back to the locked on podcast i'm your host hernan salas and i'm pleased to welcome in uh, from the lowdown show on tsn 1260 my good buddy low tide Low tide. Let's get right to it. It was, uh, you know, working the post game show last night was a little weird. Um, A lot of people were excited and okay with the loss, and and then you got the the angry fans that were uh, not happy with the Oilers' play. What did you make of last night's game? Because I thought the Oilers, outside of the few blunders that cost them goals, I thought they looked all right.
3: Yeah, there's a there's an old timey phrase, and it goes, there are you know single events uh, that are. Uh, that, that can run counter to the flow of play, uh, that have major impact on games, and, and it's you can call it luck, you can call it skill. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to give credit for the Jets for turning pucks over and taking advantage of mistakes. The owners made mistakes, but so did the Jets. Yeah. The difference was that you know the Jets have a little better goaltending, Let's mm-hmm. just you know review, and uh, they on this particular night they were they were better at putting the puck in the net, and I also think that the the referees were were maybe a little uh uneven in their play. There was a I think it was the Ealers goal that started with a trip of uh of Devon Shore and it wasn't called. So you know, those things even out over a long year. Uh, I thought it was one of the more entertaining games of the year, and I I have to say that I was pretty darn thrilled uh, watching Evan Bouchard. We're watching a player emerge in yes. real time here, uh, and that's pretty exciting.
0: No, definitely. Let's stick with the uh, young defenseman here. Uh, we saw Willie Legison leave the game, but he's been impressive. I mean, I think he's growing on everybody. He's a very simple defenseman. He's uh, similar to Adam Larson. I think that's why they play well together, but... Evan Bouchard's come into this lineup and, and Al, is it fair to say that he does things in the back uh, on the backhand for the oilers that no other Oiler can do?
3: Yeah, I, I think so. And I, you know, it, it's, they have so many good young defensemen now. Barron Jones were rookies a year ago, uh Lageson, as you say this year and Bouchard. And, and what makes Bouchard really unique in that group and, and really on the roster is that that, you know, he can pass the puck really well. But what we have really noticed in his early days is how he gets the shot through to the net. He scored a goal the other night that was—I mean—I don't even think the goalie saw it. It made, it made no noise. It was like a a, a, <laughs> a knuckle ball. It just—it went through the air and landed in the net. And then he was sending bombs last night. He nice. was just—you know—hammering in the pocket, the net. He had eight shots, eleven shot attempts, and and. You know that's that's just volume, right? Mm-hmm. And, and along with Tyson Berry, a lot is coming from that blue line. But these are dangerous shots, so uh, he adds a lot. And and I think as time goes on, he'll take on more and more of that that offensive role. Yeah, and and really, I mean. Uh, he's He's so good at it he's he changes the angle just a little bit on a shot as he gets ready to you know to head yeah. send it to the net and and he gets them through because of that and then you know uh, I remember poor Andres Sekera. that you know he took a kind of a beating here in Edmonton because you know he took a lot of shots, but most of them didn't get through. Bouchard's sort of the anti uh Sekera where everything
0: gets through well yeah, I want to ask you this uh the <laughs> The listeners last night were pretty angry at Neil Pionk, but me and Tommy kind of looked at it like, that's the way you have to play McDavid. You get in his face. I thought he did an excellent job on him all night. He was frustrating him. What do you make of Neil Pionk? Yeah, we all looked at that trade and we're like he's kind of a throw-in, but he's really become an important piece for the Winnipeg jets
3: yeah he's what I find interesting about him is that that you know he it felt like he was a little bit of a one dimensional player when yeah. he came over, and he's anything but that he can move the puck well and he thinks the game well with the puck on a stick but but he is also a pretty uh physical player i mean he he leveled uh, uh, Leon Drysail, which is very hard to do, uh, in in behind the net later in the game, and then he did have a couple of run-ins with McDavid as well. And and the only thing you always worry about with a smaller defenseman is how long they can continue to do that, but. Uh, in their careers because they often get injured but he's a very physical player he's been around the league long enough to you know learn how to stay healthy and uh, they got themselves when when they first made that deal i thought the jets got fleeced i i i think they probably did a little better than most of us thought they did on the day of the trade
0: joined by low tide from the lowdown show here on tsn 1260 al a couple of tough questions coming your way do you go back to mike smith on wednesday
3: yeah, you're right. It's a tough question. <laughs> uh, I'll put it this way: uh, I think the coach may, and if the coach does, then I'm okay with that because you know he'll know he'll know his veteran. Uh, I don't think he's going to give as much rope to Smith this year as he did a year ago. Yeah, because they, you know, the time's already tight. We're we're almost 20 games into the year. That means that there's 36 left once they hit that number, so uh, if he goes with Koskinen, wouldn't be surprised. They've got a Friday-Saturday back-to-back, so both guys are going to play this weekend, but uh, I... I would probably play Koskinen, but that I think he's the better goaltender. I know that uh, Coach Dave Tippett really likes Smith, though, so he may go back to
0: him. And then uh, you saw Legison leave the game. He only got in uh, just over six minutes. Look like he might be out here for a few games. We'll, we'll wait and hear what the coach has to say on that. But we all saw Bouchard practice to the left side. He played a few shifts there yesterday. Is it as simple as just throwing Bear back in there? Or are you looking to go lefty righty still, uh, Al? Uh,
3: what I would do is is uh, because uh, if Lagesson is out, uh, I might give uh, cuckoo a rest as well and then and then bring back bear and Caleb Jones and then you know you Jones and Larson is a really good pair uh, and then you can uh, then you can run the rest of the uh, you can run bear with uh, um, uh, I can't remember who else it would be. I guess Cuckoo, Cuckoo uh, yeah. but I, I like the lefty righty. I prefer that. Okay. I'm uh, oh, oh, sorry, Bouchard would be in there too. That's the problem with Larson and Barry and and Bear. You you, you can't you can't find a room for for Bouchard. So I want to change my answer. <laughs> okay. I agree. Two righties is fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Al, just a few more for you here. Uh, looking at the North Division, are you surprised? And, and this is not based off last night. Game, are you at all, are you more surprised how good the Toronto Maple Leafs are, or how um, how bad the Vancouver Canucks are? No, that's a little unfair, but they're struggling right now.
3: Yeah, I you know uh, I picked the, Le- the uh, Canucks to miss the playoffs. Okay, and I, I so I'm not surprised by that. I, I picked um, uh, Ottawa also to miss, mm. and then I had I had it really close between Montreal and Winnipeg. Shows you what I know uh, for that <laughs> final position okay. out of the playoffs. Uh, what what I I think I'm surprised by Toronto at the top because they're all the things that I thought would be problems for them. Their goaltending is a little inconsistent. Defensively, they make a lot of mistakes, and they're still winning almost all their games. Yeah. So for me, Toronto's the big surprise in that they even with the things that I thought would would keep them from being uh, you know like highly successful they're still the most successful team in the division right now Uh, i i think there's going to be five teams in it right down to the wire uh and and you know i think montreal could still miss the playoffs because they're they're starting to take on water a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't think they will but there's five teams for four spots somebody's going to get an injured goalie or their superstar hurt and then that will dictate who, who else falls out of the race
0: yeah, I know I'm with you. I, I I it's gonna be for that fourth spot, I see a lot of teams there. I, I think Toronto is pretty much in, but everybody else, like if, if anyone gets hot or gets cold here, it's gonna be significant uh movement in this division. One last one here, you wrote uh, an article on the Oilers tinkering with the Oilers top six. We've pretty much seen the same uh, top six outside of the, the move for Jesse RV taking over for Zach Cassian on the right side on that top line. Al, what would you do right now? Do you like the look of the lines right now or would you move one or two players around?
3: I think they're a little stale. So yeah. uh, Cahoon, uh, I think, is, is maybe um, that's a little high on the depth chart for him. I might give him a little bit of a chance mm-hmm. farther down. And then I, I, I would look at moving Nuge uh, to the dry side of the line uh, to see if they still have that magic from a year ago. And I'd keep pull Yarby with McDavid, and I would try either Tyler Ennis or Joachim Nygard, uh, at that spot. And, and uh, Nygaard, uh, in the article I wrote, he, he, they played about an hour together, and they, they, they've gotten 70% of the goals. Negard and mcdavid now that 's an hour isn 't any kind of a sample size, but clearly there 's something going on there so i 'd like to see that and Ennis a year ago uh, he played pretty well with McDavid. they outscored the opposition. Uh, I think they were a little hesitant to run uh, mcdavid Cassian uh, and Ennis because yeah. uh, both Ennis and, and uh, uh, Cassian are are you know they 're they're, they're good players, they have good speed, but not necessarily. Uh, good away from the puck. I think that might be something they try. Uh, McDavid's uh, attention to detail defensively seems to improve this year. So I think that's something they might be able to try uh, this year and, and have success with. So uh, that would be what I would do. I have no idea what the coach will do, and I, I think he's a pretty smart coach, so I'll be curious to see uh, what his lines look like.
0: Well, reports coming out of practice have Ennis in the top six today and Cahoon in the bottom six, so might be seeing yeah. a, a bit of a change there, Al. But, uh, Al, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Uh, last night's game, everyone enjoyed it. The outcome wasn't what we wanted here in Edmonton, but tomorrow it's going to be another exciting game. Uh, thanks again, Al. Always appreciate you uh, joining me on the podcast.
3: Man, you rock. Thank you, sir. There's only
0: one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. The NHL is well underway, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, guys, last segment here. A big shout out to Low Tide, always uh, brings the great stuff. Uh, oh, he's such a good dude. Absolutely love that, man. So a uh, big shout out to Tulotai for joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. No, not a lot of news going around the NHL. The uh, COVID lists are getting shorter and shorter, and that's a good sign for the NHL. Oilers placed uh, Devin Shore on waivers, and Flyers back on the ice with uh, 16 skaters. That's all I got for NHL. And I already brought up Dubois he was skating with his team, but unlikely to return for tomorrow's game. That's uh, that's a bonus for Edmonton, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, one postponing today. Dallas, home to the Predators, and and that's due to weather it has nothing to do with COVID. so that's a weather postponement their games today buffalo's home to the islanders washington's on the road take on the penguins the rangers are home to the new jersey devils it's the avs and golden knights from vegas and minnesota returns to action as they take on the kings in los angeles oilers return to action on Wednesday, eight o'clock start as they get set to take on the Winnipeg Jets once again. Let's get to some player audio here. And Connor McDavid, if he gets one point tomorrow, he'll hit five hundred points, which is pretty pretty damn cool. But he'd do it at the exact in the exact amount of time that Sidney Crosby did. How crazy is that? Here's Connor McDavid on that scenario. Uh,
3: yeah, it's a little different. Um, you know, I think that'd be that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, a guy that. Uh, um i kind of grew up uh grew up watching and um you know he's got a couple uh he's done a couple other things that uh i'm trying to do so you know with all of his cups and and all that stuff so you know obviously that that stuff's more important but yeah funny little uh you know if it happens I guess, great, if not, uh, you know, whatever.
0: Whatever. <laughs> he's so nonchalant. I absolutely love it. And one last one here from your captain. In his time in Edmonton, he's had a lot of different mates, but he was asked about playing with Nuge and Jesse. And-
3: yeah, I mean, I've had just about every line combination you could imagine. So um, it's uh, it's nice to find a little bit of stability here with, with Nuge and, you know, and obviously Jess is, is playing well. So, um, you know, I think... Uh, you know, we're playing all right um you know we need to find a way to to uh you know score maybe a little bit more i think uh, we're generating lots of chances which is good and, and some zone time um
1: but those need to uh to result in the goals
0: hmm. I haven't I in saying you need a little more from that line but everybody's like oh we're hurt and you're always talking crap and you're always so negative no i said they're playing good they've created opportunities but you need to score more and yesterday was a good step in the right direction so if the captain's saying it and Hernan's saying it what else do you need? i'm kidding i'm kidding let's get to the coach dave Tippett, and he was asked about his captain just a guy that's close uh, one point away from hitting 500 points he's, he's he leaves you in uh in all more often than not uh when you get to see him play here's dave Tippett talking about his humble captain
2: well that's uh that's the leadership he shows i mean he's probably had that his whole life and it's uh He's an incredible player that, uh, you know, the players that play with him are always amazed at what he can do or what he does in the games. And uh, to be that humble is, as a teammate, you you respect a guy for his leadership, respect for his, uh, for his ability. But ultimately, you respect him as a human being because he's just a really good person. Just so happens that he's a really good hockey player to go with a really good person.
0: Dave Tippett speaking about his captain Connor McDavid. There, let's move to the defensive unit of the Edmonton Oilers. Evan Bouchard has been impressive since entering the lineup. He's looking better and better every game. Is there going to be some uh, some bumps along the way? One hundred percent, there's. He's still a young defenseman. He's still got a lot to learn, but he's looked damn impressive here. Is Dave Tippett on Evan Bouchard?
2: No, yes, he's. You know, we've we finally got him in where he's playing every game, and he's he's you know, he's playing and not thinking about what he's doing. He's a, he's a highly talented, instinctual player that, um, you know, when he's, when he's just playing, not thinking too much his his, uh, skills take over, uh, that being said, like last night, he's got eight shots on goal, but there's, there's some issues there, you know, there's some stuff he's still got to continue to improve in the defending part of it, positional part of it, just, uh, Tying up men in front of the net, there's some things like that that he'll continue to improve at. But he's a young player that, as he continues to gain confidence, it looks like he's becoming a better and better, better and better player every game. Uh, we'll see how it goes with you know depending on whether we need him there or not. But he's comfortable over there. That's probably the first part of it is if he's comfortable there. I'm a little more comfortable with it. If you got a player that's not comfortable with it, chances are you're not going to get a very Uh, get the job done very well, but he's very comfortable with it over there and he's uh, willing to give it a shot. He said he's played there a bunch in junior. So we'll see. uh, We'll see where it goes.
0: Second half of that question was Bouchard uh, can play the left side. so (laughs) It might be an option. That's your question of the day. Don't, don't forget hit me up on Twitter at Hernan, the man and at locked on orders. Willie Legison only played six minutes yesterday. He was uh, injured in that game, and here's a quick update on Willie Legison. No, he's
2: getting some tests done today. We'll find out later this afternoon.
0: Nice uh, short and sweet by the head coach Dave Tippett. Just a few more here from the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Ethan Bear. How close is he, and is it time to bring Caleb Jones back in the lineup?
2: Yeah, we'll find out about Bears. He practiced again today. Jones, he's been practicing hard, so we'll uh, we'll just see where we are with all the injuries and and see where. See where uh, everything falls out tomorrow.
0: Yeah, definitely interesting. I know you said, uh, was it yesterday, that it's, you can't just play guys to play guys and the guys that are trying to find their games and all that. You, you need to win games here, short in season, tough division. This team has to be has to be a playoff team. So I'm not big on playing Jones. I don't know why you would. Him and Larson, is if he plays with Larson, I've struggled. Every game they've played this season, he struggles on the PK. Young guy, there's a lot of upside there. But is this the time to put him in just to just because he's been sitting all too long? No, you coach to win games and you coach to put your best lineups out there. So if Jones is out there, I, I I won't be a fan of it. But we'll wait and see. We'll see on Ethan Bear. We'll see on Chris Russell. We'll see on Caleb Jones. One last one here from the head coach. Uh, Tyler Ennis was in the top six at practice today. Probably going to play with Dry Seidel and Yamamoto. Cahoon drops to the bottom six. Here's a head coach on that move.
2: Uh, we're looking at a lot of different different things. They're just, you're always looking for little players that you can think can fill in, maybe get a bump somewhere. I like, uh, Ennis and JJ and, uh, Archibald have been really good, but, uh, You know, we'll see where it goes tomorrow.
0: Definitely, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're practicing with it, it's probably going to happen. And you got a lot of flexibility, guys, that can move up and down the lineup. So it's not a not a bad thing for sure for the Edmonton Oilers. But that was the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers speaking with the media earlier today. Let's get to who's sizzling. How about Alex Chesson for the first time this season? Two goals, two. two, I thought were nice goals for sure. He's been struggling. He's put a lot of pressure on himself. He said it in his pressure a few weeks ago. He's been kind of in and out of the lineup. When he's in, he gets that prime look on the power play. hasn't been able to finish there, but he gets his first two goals of the season. Well, one thing we know about Chase on, he goes on on streaks. They're not often, but when he does uh, score. It's usually in two, three straight games. So we'll see what Alex on can bring tomorrow, if he can keep adding to his goal totals. Who's fizzling? Yeah, I got to go. And again, it's a light fizzle. I'm not I'm saying this guy has been terrible. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's been okay, but you need more, and you're seeing a bit of a shuffle today at practice. It might lead into the game tomorrow as well, but Dominic Cahoon is your who's fizzling on this Tuesday. You need a little bit more, so uh, not terrible not great just kind of right now yeah does some good things does some bad things cost the orders a big goal yesterday so he gets my who's fizzling the first time for the uh for the small German and uh your game cliches I think this one came from the oil dressing room you know they're forechecking checking so hard an idea oh let's hear that again you know they're forechecking checking so hard an idea yeah there's some good forechecking checking by the by the Winnipeg Jets but I Put it more on the M10. <laughs> absolutely uh absolutely crapping the bed in their own zone at times yesterday that led to uh, many, many, many good opportunities. And in two, three cases, it led to a goal. So, yeah, definitely Winnipeg did some good things. When they got the opportunities, they made it count. And I'm not putting this on the goalies, but you do need a save or two maybe. Yeah. But, again, the play in front of them was sloppy. That led to the goal. So I'll give the goalies a break, and uh, we'll see who goes tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be Mike Smith but Dave Tippett just might be playing uh, some mind games with us. All right, guys, this has been fun. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Big shout out to Low Tide once again for joining me. We're back tomorrow as we'll get set for Edmonton-Winnipeg game two of this week, and then they're back at it Friday and Saturday against the Calgary Flames. It's a big stretch for Edmonton. We'll see what happens. We'll see the status of Legacy. We'll see the status of Bear, who comes in in the back end, uh, who's going to jump into the top six. Is it going to be Ennis, or are they going to remain with Cahoon and give them one more look there? So, lots to get to on the podcast tomorrow. Once again, hit me up on Twitter at Locked On Oilers and at Hernan the Man and keep those downloads coming. Keep subscribing. And while you're there, please leave us a great review. For the Locked On Oilers podcast, I'm Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll chat tomorrow.
1: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarl dot slash podcast. Easier said. Done.